From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the main opposition Democratic Party reject the ruling People Power Party's proposal to extend the grace period of a workplace accident law for small businesses. President Yoon Sung-yeol reiterates calls for medical reform despite some resistance and opposition. And exports spike around 20% on year in January, posting fourth straight months of growth. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chu. The main opposition Democratic Party on Thursday rejected the ruling People Power Party's proposal to extend the grace period of a workplace accident law for small businesses with less than 50 employees. Explaining the DP's move on the Serious Accident Punishment Act, floor leader Hong Yik-pyo said the party decided to prioritize the fundamental value of life and safety of workers at industrial sites as it rejected the ruling party's proposal. The two sides initially agreed to hold talks on the extension of the grace period as the PPP accepted the DP's demand to set up a government agency on industrial safety as a precondition. However, after the DP's general meeting, the party decided to reject the proposal and the revised grace period bill was not handled at the plenary session. The ruling People Power Party has expressed regret over the main opposition Democratic Party's rejection of the PPP and the government's proposal to extend the grace period of a workplace accident law for small businesses with less than 50 employees. PPP floor leader Yoon Jae-ok told reporters on Thursday that the DP's move is lamentable before saying the party will have no choice but, together with the people, be enraged and respond to such a move. Yoon said he is confident that the people will judge the DP for neglecting the hardship of some 8 million workers at 830,000 small firms as well as small business owners. On the possibility of rival camps holding another round of negotiations on the extension, Yoon said the DP has shown no stance to engage in additional negotiations at the present time, adding that the DP has not made any proposals. President Yoon Sung-yeol has reiterated calls for medical reform as he expressed the government's intent to proceed with an overhaul despite some resistance and opposition. In a public forum on medical reforms on Thursday at Seoul National University Bundang Hospital in Songnam, the president said that most of the people want medical reforms and now is what he called the golden time to push for them. Yoon said that it is very unfortunate that the country must worry about the collapse of the medical system despite possessing the world's best medical professionals and health insurance system. The president underscored the need to secure a sufficient number of medical workers to stabilize provincial and essential medical services, noting the surge in elderly workers and demand in the healthcare industry. To that end, the president pledged to enhance compensation for victims of medical accidents while also reducing the burden of medical malpractice complaints against personnel. Doctors who receive state support through scholarships, training, and lodging costs may be required to work outside the capital region for a fixed term under a new government-proposed initiative seeking to ease the provincial doctor shortage. Under the Health Ministry's measures announced on Thursday, universities, local governments, and medical students will sign an agreement offering a scholarship, training, and housing support in return for practicing in the area for some time. Doctors can also sign a long-term deal with a regional essential medical institution with guaranteed income and housing support. The medical school admissions quota for applicants from outside the capital area will be increased 
while medical malpractice insurance will be applied at a higher standard in regions deemed vulnerable to shortages in essential medical care. The government plans to inject over 10 trillion won, or around 7.5 billion U.S. dollars, by 2028 to raise insurance fees for essential medical personnel based on level of difficulty, risk, and overnight shift, with doctors in obstetrics and pediatrics prioritized first. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Exports increased nearly 20% in January from a year earlier to post growth for the fourth consecutive month. According to data from the Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy on Thursday, the country's outbound shipments marked $54.69 billion in January, up 18% on-year. Exports of semiconductors posted the largest gain in 73 months at 56.2% to maintain growth for the third consecutive month, while shipments of automobiles also rose 24.8% to grow for the 19th straight month. Exports to China increased 16.1% on-year to $10.7 billion in January, rising for the first time in 20 months since May 2022. Shipments to the U.S. also grew for the sixth straight month to post an increase of nearly 27% in January. Imports dropped 7.8% on-year to around $54.39 billion last month, resulting in a trade surplus of $300 million to come in the black for the eighth consecutive month. The U.S. Federal Reserve announced that it was holding its key interest rate steady for the fourth straight time as it waits for indications that inflation is easing before going for a cut. The decision maintains a record two-percentage-point gap for the Bank of Korea. Richard Larkin has the details. Today, the FOMC decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged. The U.S. Federal Reserve met market expectations with the decision to hold its key interest rate steady at 5.25 to 5.5 percent for the fourth consecutive time on Wednesday. In a press briefing after a meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee, Fed Chair Jerome Powell explained the decision. The committee decided at today's meeting to maintain the target range for the federal funds rate at 5.25 to 5.5 percent and to continue the process of significantly reducing our securities holdings. We believe that our policy rate is likely at its peak for this tightening cycle, and that, if the economy evolves broadly as expected, it will likely be appropriate to begin dialing back policy restraint at some point this year. The chairman also indicated that rate cuts will likely not come in March, as the central bank waits for evidence that inflation is nearing its 2% target range. The committee does not expect that it will be appropriate to reduce the target range until it has gained greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably toward 2%. The Fed's decision maintains the largest ever 2 percentage point gap with the Bank of Korea's rate which has remained frozen at 3.5% for a year, inciting concerns of capital outflow as investors may seek larger returns with higher interest rates. With the U.S. bank's move, Seoul's recently appointed finance minister, Che Sang-mok, warned that uncertainties surrounding rate cuts in other major economies have now increased. Addressing an economy meeting after the Fed's announcement, the minister pledged to remain vigilant to market reactions now that expectations for an early cut to the U.S.'s key rate have tempered. 
Chair noted that the domestic financial and foreign exchange markets have been relatively stable, but still face risks from policy changes in other countries, pledging to manage the situation with contingency plans. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. Finance Minister Choe Sang-mok has warned that uncertainties surrounding the timing and size of rate cuts in major countries have increased after the U.S. Federal Reserve kept its key interest rate unchanged on Wednesday. The minister presented the assessment on Thursday in an emergency economy meeting in Seoul, vowing to respond with vigilance following the Fed's decision which induced uncertainties in the global financial markets with the cooled expectations of an early rate cut. Chair said that the domestic financial and foreign exchange markets have been relatively stable, but there are potential risks at home and abroad from possible changes in the monetary policies of major countries, pledging timely responses based on the government's contingency plans. The minister also said that the government plans to announce measures this month to address the perceived undervaluation of Korean stocks. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.